Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of his word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and today you're listening to episode number 88, A Glimpse into Poverty with the Compassion Journey. Did you know that 9.2% of the world, which is about 719 million people, live in extreme poverty? This means that they live on less than $2.15 a day. Most of us have been blessed with more than enough to meet our basic needs, and it can be challenging to teach our kids to have compassion for those who are poor simply because they just don't have the eyes to see it. Our guest today is Lori Lee, a church partnerships manager with Compassion International. Lori will share the powerful story behind Compassion's development, its mission, and give us a glimpse into the life of a child living in poverty through the compassion journey. So whether it's across the sea or in our neighborhood, poverty is real, and Jesus tells us just how we can help. Be sure to visit our website today, bible2school.com. That's bible2school.com, and click on the resources tab to find the You Can Tell the Children podcast. When you click on today's episode, number 88, you'll notice the show notes that will link you right to the Compassion Journey, so you can then find a host church near you and experience this all for yourself. You'll also see a link that will send you to Compassion's catalog of pictures showing the children available for sponsorship. It's at Compassion.com backslash Bible2School. So before we jump into my interview with Lori, would you please take a second to rate and review this podcast? I just learned that doing this works similar to a hashtag. So each review makes it easier for listeners to find this podcast. You can help us engage more people with the gospel. So thank you so much for considering, and please tell your friends to do the very same thing. Are you ready to learn about the compassion journey? Join my conversation with Lori now. Well, hi, Lori. Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. Thanks so much, Meredith. It is a pleasure to be here. Well, we're so glad to have you here today. Lori is here with us from Compassion International to talk about an experience called the Compassion Journey. But before we dig in, Lori, would you please share with us your favorite snack and who you would choose to share it with? Okay. First of all, this is a hard question because I love to snack, but um, (laughs) one of the things that I love to snack on, and it's relatively healthy, is Popcorn. I'm a big popcorn eater. And who I love to share popcorn with is my little boy. And his name is Maddox and he's nine. And we love to sit and we watch cartoons and we have popcorn and we have family movie night. So popcorn is kind of something that we sit side by side and we both eat in the, the, you know, our bowl and there's just something really sweet about sharing food with your kids. Oh, I love that so much. I look forward to movie theater popcorn, but being with my kids at home sounds like a plan. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, how long have you been, Lori, with Compassion International? Just tell us a little bit about it and your role with the ministry. So Compassion International, let me tell you just a little bit about Compassion, and then I'll tell you how long I've been with the organization. But 
Compassion was started in 1952 by a pastor. And so he was preaching in Korea in 1952. And that's when the Korean War was happening. And after he preached, he went out to see the devastation of war that had happened there in Korea. And he saw the effects that war had had on children specifically. They had lost their parents. There were orphans. There were kids on the street literally freezing to death. Mm. And he was moved in his spirit on the plane ride home to Chicago, because that's where he was a pastor. He felt the propellers in 1952. There were propellers on planes. And he heard the (laughs) propellers saying, now that you know and have seen, what are you going to do about it? Mm. And so from there, he started the ministry of compassion. Um, I have been, yeah, I know it's it's amazing. And 2.2 million children later, here in 2023, it is still going. And it was founded by, by an individual that felt the calling of God on his life and chose to listen and do. And so I love compassion because we solely work in and through the local church in the developing world. And so that's why I work at compassion. I've been with compassion for 13 years. I am a church partnership uh, manager. So I get to serve the local church here in the developed world in the United States and help come alongside pastors as they implement their mission strategy. And yeah, I just get to serve the local church Mm. and advocate for children in poverty. It's a dream job. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a job. It it feels like a calling and a mission for me. That's beautiful. That's amazing. And clearly all of these years later, God has been continually equipping this mission. It's amazing to see that. Can you just share with us the mission, the actual mission statement of Compassion International as it stands today? Absolutely. So Compassion is unapologetically Christian. And so our tagline is releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. Hmm. And I I love that tagline. And it's the foundation of who we are. Um, Compassion does holistic child development and discipleship through that local church in the developing world. It's not about compassion at that local church. It's about the church. But Mm. compassion comes alongside through that one-to-one sponsorship model. A person can have a relationship with a child in poverty, speak love and truth and wisdom in their lives, encouragement. But those children go to a local church. Uh, The Children in Compassion's program are loved, known, and protected because that refuge is that local church. The three things that are foundational for compassion is, and we call them the three C's. Okay. We're Christ-centered, church-based, and child-centric. And the reason we're child-centric is we know that if the gospel can be infused into that child's life and they can be released from poverty, they have the opportunity to influence their family. They have the opportunity to influence their community, and they can become leaders, Christian leaders in their communities. It's transformational. It's a discipleship program through the local church, but it's holistic child development. Amen. That's very powerful and empowering. I love that so much. So to make sure we are all on the same page, can you answer for me, what exactly is poverty? So the most widely held definition of poverty is earning less than $2 and 15 cents a day. Wow. And so that's, I know it's, when you think of, that's a staggering amount when you think about the U.S. I mean, that's not even the cost of a cup of coffee from Starbucks, right? $2.15. I don't know what you can buy for $2.15 here. No, truly. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so that means their, their lives fall under the poverty level. But one of the things, the easy way that we can talk about poverty is the opposite of having enough. Okay. And sponsorship. One of the things that, that compassion's child sponsorship provides, and it's $38 a month, you get that connection with that child, but this is what that $38 covers an age appropriate Bible for the child. It gets that Bible in the hands and the hearts of that child. They get healthy meals and snacks. They get tutoring. They get medical checkups at the local church. They learn how to brush their teeth. It's holistic child development. It's school supplies. It's kids hearing the gospel, learning scripture, Mm -hmm. learning songs. Because we know, as you guys, we thoroughly believe that kids need to hear biblical truth. And that's what you guys are all about as well. And we know because they hear that biblical truth, that gospel changes their lives. And um, like I said, it's, it's in the context of the local church. Amen. Well, it's a whole health approach, like you mentioned. And I just love that. And I also love like our children, like you mentioned at Bible to school, you know, they don't all see what you see. And so that's why I was excited when I learned about Compassion Journey that we could kind of allow them to see a glimpse into this life. So I would love for you to explain how how does Compassion Journey tie in to all this? What is it? Yeah. So the Compassion Journey is a step into the life of a child in poverty. It's an interactive walkthrough experience where you can see poverty from that perspective. You can see how a child is in poverty. And once they come into the compassion program in the context of the local church, I say that a lot because it's so important. Yeah. Their trajectory of their life radically changes because they're given the resources they need to thrive. They're Mm -hmm. given the gospel. They're given that holistic, that spiritual, that emotional, that physical that socio-emotional, that intellectual support around them. And so what I love about the compassion journey is these are real stories of real kids. Mm. This is not a made up story. Right. And we know that not everybody can go to the developing world and see this firsthand. So compassion wanted to recreate what this looks like. So just the average person can walk through and experience poverty in a very unique and real way. Mm. It's very interactive. You can touch here. We couldn't bring smells, but I mean, (laughs) we try to make it as interactive as possible. So you can be engaged in what that feels like and what it looks like. And um, yeah, Mm. and we pray that God will stir people's hearts to have a passion for the poor. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and the Bible talks a lot about the poor, actually, a good bit. So would you just kind of interject here before we learn more about the compassion journey? What scriptures do you tend to reference when you're teaching people about poverty and then how to respond? Yeah. And so that's a great question. And I love to bring it back to the name of compassion. So our founder, like I said, was a pastor. And so when he was praying about a name, the Holy Spirit told him that this word was supposed to be who we are. And the word compassion comes from a Greek word called splagnitsimai. Yes, I know. (laughs) Say that really. Splagnitsimai. Splagnitsimai. That's right. All right. Uh, In my Southern dialect, splagnitsimai. And what that definition in Greek is the inward seat of your feelings. It literally means like your bowels moving because you're so moved by what you've seen and felt. Wow. You know, I was just reading Gentle and Lowly 
okay? And he was giving that exact definition of how Jesus feels about us when he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And he's talking about compassion for us. So that's really neat how I just heard that this week. I mean, <laughs> that's God. That is that's totally God. And we know that he was divinely inspired to name us that because of, of, of what we do and how we work. And so to come back to the scripture, well, the foundation of Compassion's ministry, it's built around Matthew 15, 32. And I want to read it because I don't want to paraphrase it. It's so sure. important. Yeah. It says, now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued me th for three days. They have nothing to eat. And I don't want to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way. Meeting those felt needs of people is so important because when they're hungry, they can't listen and feel. It's mm. hard to understand what someone's telling you when they're hungry. Jesus was, was moved with compassion because he knew that they were hungry and they needed to be fed. So the word poor in scripture is used to reference that economic condition. There's 178 uses of that word poor in scripture. The term means, you know, lack of economic and material things. Mm. And it's associated with oppression, isolation, and injustice. And so, yeah, there's a lot of things scripture says about the poor. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. And Matthew 15, 32, I did not know that that was basically compassion's theme verse and how perfectly that ties in. That's beautiful. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to school kids. Does God's love ever end? What a comfort we have that God's love never ends. While there are many places in scripture, we can read about God's amazing love. Check out Psalm 136. This Psalm gives thanks to God and describes his great attributes. And every other line repeats, for his steadfast love endures forever. Psalm 136 is a wonderful reminder of who God is and how much he loves us. So at our podcast, you can tell the children, our goal is to equip our listeners with helpful ways to engage children with the Bible and then learn about the character of Jesus and how to be just like him. So oftentimes we're finding the best way to teach compassion, like Jesus, like you're saying, is to step into the struggles of others. So when I saw your website, when my family went to the journey, I thought, wow, this experience is really an eye-opener for many children. You know, you don't know what you don't know or you don't see. So are you finding this to be true? Absolutely. Over 90,000 people have gone through this experience. And oh, wow. we, yeah, and we've come to 38 states in the United States. Okay. And we hear story after story of how this has made an impact on families and individuals. And I want to tell you a little story about a, a woman. I was there at a church in Mississippi because I serve churches in Mississippi. And the story of there's different children that are focused on in different compassion uh, journeys. So this particular story was about a little boy named Kevin from Kenya. And he was 10 years old. And this is a real life story. But we start his story when he was 10. We tell you a little bit of the backstory of the fact that his dad uh, left when he was young. He lost his mom to cancer at the age of 10. He was enrolled in the Compassion Program and he received a sponsor. And that sponsor wrote 
loving words and prayers and scriptures to him mm-hmm. to where he started to believe in himself. He studied hard in school. He was able to go to college and now he's serving as an IT professional. And all of that happened in the context of that local church in compassion. So I talked to this mom and she was moved to tears and I have a nine-year-old too. So I could completely relate. Absolutely. And she said to me, she said, when I heard the reality and the, the weight that Kevin had to experience and she had a 10 year old. They were able to talk about the realities of what poverty does and how it it robs children of opportunities. Yeah. And they started talking about how they could sponsor a 10-year-old and they could encourage that 10-year-old to be all he could be in Christ. And wow. so she, it was transformational for that mom and that family because now they have an, an adopted 10-year-old. From Kenya, they decided to to sponsor a kiddo from ten, from Kenya that was ten as well. Wow, wow, what a story! <laughs> well, and if that's a similar story that people will hear when they walk into this compassion journey, I can only imagine the impact that that would have. Yeah, and and I'm sure there's lots of people coming out of this journey. At the end, I know there's a spot where you can ask questions. What would you say seems to surprise children the most from their compassion journey experience? Yeah, I think what a child realizes and a family realizes is the drastic difference in children growing up in the United States and children growing up in poverty. The lack of resources that they have, just the this, this stark contrast of, of what life looks like for a child here and a life. I mean, you can put a nine-year-old here and a nine-year-old there and see differences. Mm-hmm. However, what's really cool is as you have conversations in the compassion journey, because I didn't mention that every room, there's a, a discussion question. So you can engage and, and mm-hmm. talk about what you've seen and heard. Okay. Those children realize that they are similar to that child. Mm-hmm. They have the same basic needs, basic needs to be loved, to yeah. be known, to be protected, the need for play and the need to become all that God wants them to be. and so. You see the contrast, but you also see the similarities. And that brings that connection to that child in poverty. Mm, Which is so powerful. Yeah. So do you have any examples? I can give you a few examples of what my kids said. Are there any great questions you've heard coming out of this experience from kids? Yeah. I mean, kids, kids internalize it. They try to compare it to their own experience. And I know my kiddo, we drive him to school every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've had to tell him, you know, we have a screen in our car. We turn it off because he can't mm-hmm. watch a show before school. But these kids walk to school. They don't yeah. have cars. And so my kiddo just can't figure out how does he walk to school? Because we yeah. we go to school 30 minutes away from, from our home. Yeah. And yeah. So that was a huge contrast that my kiddo, my nine-year-old noticed. Yeah. What well, about my, you? Yeah. Yeah. My 12-year-old was shocked. Maybe you can relate, maybe not, but he was shocked by hearing the daily wages earned from an average. Now, where we went, it was Kampala, Uganda. So the average Ugandan was earning $1.90 a day. And he was just like, this is my son who will save his money to go buy a pair of $75 Jordans if they're on clearance. You know, that's a good deal. And he was just like floored by this. You know, I mean, it's, it's like night and day. But how else would you have these conversations with your kids? When you walk and understand the story of a child that's grown up in poverty, 
it's eye-opening for, for families yeah. and, and how they live in compared to, um, to the families that live here. Yeah. So Lori, would you just tell us real quick, this is just kind of something I ask everybody because it's so great to hear from our guests and their personal walk with the Lord. What is one of your personal favorite scriptures and why? So I'm centered around a scripture. Well, this has been very important to me as I grew up. And now as I'm raising a nine-year-old in this world, I love 1 Timothy 4.12. And it says, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example in faith and life and love and speech and purity. And I tell that to my little boy because he is to set an example for others. My desire, my heart is for him to be a world changer. Um, Mm -hmm. His name is Maddox, which means generous. We named him because we want him to be that kind of kid. Yeah. We want to grow his heart for the poor and grow his heart in generosity. Mm. And so, yeah, that's just something that's really, really important to us. And because those young kids can be world changers at this age, they don't have to be an adult for that to happen. Amen. Oh, my word. That's what we tell our audience, our kids in the classroom all the time. You're so right. God made you with a plan and a purpose. He knows the number of hairs on your head and it doesn't start in the future. So, wow, that's powerful. That is Well, very and powerful. God's uniquely designed them to do something specific. Yeah. And so it's our job as parents and, you know, grandparents and to help guide those kids and help them realize how God has wired them so they yeah. can impact the kingdom from Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, today, Lori, our conversation focused on the compassion journey, which is so neat to learn about. And I hope our listeners check out the show notes to find out how to get connected. And I'm so excited to be able to share this. It's an amazing resource. But I also want to mention while your ministry focuses outside of the U.S., we know poverty can also be seen as close as our backyard. Kids without meals, some without winter jackets, you know, there's lots of programs year too to help with that. Um, but just what would you say to speak, speak on this? Yeah. So one of the things that I love to say is you need to be global in your local. And what that means is you need to be thinking about poverty in your context and what that looks like, because it's very, scripture says that we need to be sharing the gospel and, and thinking about others, but we also need to be thinking about it in the context of where we are and and where we live. Mm. And so That's, you know, showing kindness, meeting physical needs in your community, opening your eyes to the poverty that's around you. I know Mm. one of the things that we did last Christmas, we were thinking about how can we, so everything was kind of shut down with COVID and you can't go into nursing homes anymore. Right. So we were thinking, what can we do to impact the community? And so uh, we just, we decided we would buy some coffee cards and um, like gift cards, and we would give them out to some of the homeless in the area. And so we were able to do that because I want my kiddo to understand yeah. it's not about giving and praying for the poor in other nations. Yes, it's that, yeah. but it's being generous and kind and caring about the poor here. Yeah. I love that so much. And this ties in so beautifully with the first that I just wanted to share. It's been on my heart. It's Matthew 25, where Jesus is saying, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger. You invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick. You looked after me. I was in prison. You came to visit me. All the things you just kind of talked about there. And the audience is listening and saying, when did I ever do this for you, Jesus? And he's saying, 
every time you did this to the least of one of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. So how much a privilege it is that we can tell our kids, whatever you do for those in need, whether here, there, anywhere, it's as if you're doing it for Jesus. And that is pretty amazing. It is powerful. It's yeah. powerful. So let's summarize before we head out today. Lori, would you would you say there are some top takeaways that you could leave our conversation for our listeners today? Yeah, I, absolutely. I want to remind you the founder of Compassion Again was a pastor and he felt God saying, now that you know, what are you going to do? And so that's what I want to challenge your listeners to and challenge myself. There's some things that we you can do. If you're a leader of a church or you have some influence in your church, ask your leadership team to host the Compassion Journey. It's mm-hmm. free to your church. Compassion comes alongside of you and provides two Compassion staff for the weekend. Host it. The second thing is if you're a family and there is a Compassion Journey close to you, go with your children, go as an individual. And if God's leading you to sponsor, sponsor a child. Um, And then the third thing just ties into that local piece. Be global in your local, be open to what God is doing in your community. Have your eyes open as you're walking in your neighborhood of people that need help. Show kindness, meet those physical needs if you see them in your community. So those are three takeaways for your church, for your family, and for that individual. Yeah, if you're interested in hosting the Compassion Journey or attending, just go to compassion.journey.com. Super easy, compassion.journey.com. And then if you're feeling led and compelled to sponsor a child just because of what you're hearing, we have a QR code that's in the, um, the notes. Sponsor a child. Start that relationship with a child in poverty and write to them and pray over them and put them in a frame, their picture in a frame right beside your children or right beside your family members. That's what we have right over here is our kiddo. His name is Angel. And he is right here with my kiddo, uh, Maddox. Those are some ways that you can take away from our conversation. And I pray that you've been encouraged. And um, yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity, Meredith. This is amazing. Thank you so much. I love to hear all of these ways in which we can recognize poverty and we can impact the patch of ground we're on by being obedient to the Lord's voice. So thank you for giving us another opportunity to tell our children about Jesus and how to be like him. I would just love, Lori, would you please close our time in prayer? I would love to. God, thanks so much for the opportunity to talk about what you're doing around the world through the ministry of of compassion, through the local church. God, as we know our founder, God, you called him to do something radical and it didn't make sense to him at the time, but God, look what you've done. It's all about you. And so I pray for the listeners, God, if you're welling up something in them that they're supposed to do, I pray that they would have the confidence and the courage to do it to lead where you're leading. And God, I pray that you'll use this podcast to move the hearts of the listeners on behalf of the poor. The poor is very close to your heart. And God, we want your heart for them. God, thank you for the ministry of Bible to school and the focus on your word and its transformational power that it has in the lives of of people. And God, we um, just pray that you will Continue to train up this young generation, God, that they will lead and follow your guidance. 
And so thank you for this opportunity to talk about what you're doing. It's all about you, God. And um, thank you so much for this time. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but I love that there is a hands-on interactive way to introduce my kids to the realities of global poverty without applying for passports and boarding a plane. I am so thankful Lori encourages us to be engaged right where we are, opening our eyes to the poor, the poor that's right around us, and asking the Lord how we can show kindness and help meet the basic needs of people in our community. So now that you know, what will you do? Is the Holy Spirit asking you to start a conversation about poverty? Do you feel led to sponsor a child? Would helping in a soup kitchen or going on a mission trip be a good future goal for your family? What other creative ideas do you have to be Jesus' hands and feet? We'd love to hear your ideas. Engage with us on social media. Just find us on Facebook or Instagram and comment on episode 88. So one quick housekeeping item before you leave today, friends. Could you please scroll to the very bottom of our podcast episodes and find the rate and review section? You can just tap to rate and then also write a review. This will make it so much easier for other podcast listeners to find the content that they're looking for. So friends, I hope you will make time to visit Compassion Journey sometime soon. And I look forward to meeting you back here next week, same time, same place. And as always, remember, you can tell the children about Jesus.